Okay, here we go once again. We are live. We are going live. We are going live once again, and I, I repeat myself. I repeat myself because uh, there's always new people coming on board. They're always coming on board. And uh, I understand all of that. They're coming on board. So we need to... We need to do some of these things. I've had to learn to adapt uh, in many areas. Many areas I've learned to adapt in doing these um, these live streams, these broadcasts, and of course making them for uh, for podcasting also. And. Um, so we're adapting all the time. We're trying to make things a little bit better for everybody. But ultimately, it's about the message. It has nothing to do about the messenger. It has to do with the message. So we got some uh, brothers again watching from Pakistan. That's great. And write your nations. Like I said, write your nations. Always write your nations. Uh, if possible. It's not that hard, but anyhow. <clears throat> So I think we're going to wrap this up today. We're coming live again from Oshawa. Oshawa, Southern Ontario. Southern Ontario, that's a province. Ontario's a province within Canada. Uh, the United States, they have states. They call them states. Well, here we have provinces. And of course, we have uh, the nation of Canada, which is part of the, the continent of North America. So... Uh, a lot of people don't know this stuff. It's amazing how, uh, anyhow, what are you going to do? So, anyhow, I don't want to look down on anybody because everybody's at a different place and a lot of these people are young people and a lot of these people, they don't have anything. They really have nothing. They have, they barely have an education. And uh, so, anyhow, let's keep going on with this word sozo, this key Greek word. It's a power word. It's a power word, um, because the Word of God is powerful. And uh, like I said before, this word, uh, this word sozo, it carries all kinds of definitions. And one of the key ones is not only salvation. Well, it is salvation. It's to make safe, all right? But it's salvation from hell. Salvation from destruction, salvation from sickness, salvation from demons, salvation from hardships. Yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's a big part of uh, the plan of redemption, the plan of salvation. Uh, we got the word soter or soteriology, soteria or, the, you know, soteriology. That's, um, then you get into theology, right? So let's move on here. I got a, quite a few verses to look at today. We're leaving a lot of verses out because a lot of verses have to do with the same theme. So we have a lot of verses with this word saved that is used for salvation. All right. So we don't have to look at all of them. You know, it's kind of redundant, right? We're just repeating ourselves. So I'm trying to look at some, well, we're trying to keep them. Uganda, Brother David. Uh, we're trying to keep them in context with new creation realities, but also um, this word sozo 
has a lot of references to being saved, saved from hell. So we're not going to look at all of them. But let's let's look at, we're going to wrap this up today. This one's going to go a little bit longer. Uh, so let's start with Romans. Romans, the epistle to the Romans. Romans 5. Romans 5, and I'm using my New King James today. I like the New King James. I really like the New King James because it's based upon the majority text. And uh, if there's a translation or a version, this is a version, that I would use to meditate, to assimilate, it would be the New King James. I wouldn't use the King James. I wouldn't use the Amplified as much as I love the Amplified because it's very wordy. But I like the New King James when it comes to assimilating it because it's based upon the majority text. All right, and the majority text is the most accurate. The Lord gave me that himself a few years ago. So let's start with Romans 5.10. Romans 5.10 here. We all know this one. For if when we were enemies, uh, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So we got the word death, and we got the word um, life of Jesus. All right, and this is key. Don't have time to get into this right now, but his death, but also his life. It's, it reminds me of the blood of Jesus. When it talks about the blood of Jesus, it's not just about his death, but it's about his life. Because there's life in the blood, it says in the Old Testament, but it all has it also has to do with his death. Because when he died, well, he was crucified, he bled, and all these different things. But in blood, in the blood, there's life. So you take the blood out of a human being. There's no more life. So there's life in the blood. All right. So let's move on here. Still in Romans. Let's go to Romans 10. Romans 10, 13. Romans 10, 13. Romans 10, 13. What does it say here? For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All right. So that's how, that's one of the ways you get saved is calling upon him for salvation, all right? And of course, you've got to mean it in your heart. So it says, right, if you confess him with your mouth and, and believe in your heart, because God always looks at the heart more than anywhere else. He listens to your words, but he looks at the heart because that's where everything's at, the core. The word heart, uh, the Greek word is the word cardia. We have the word cardiologist, whatever, but it's, it means the core, the core being of mankind is his heart, all right? And that's what God looks at. So let's move on to 1 Corinthians. That's just the next uh, epistle over, 1 Corinthians 118. We got some really good verses coming up here. 1 Corinthians 118. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. That's, uh, that's, that's not good. Um, to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. I like it the way it says here, who are being saved. You know, we got saved. We got saved. You know, we got saved back at the cross and we receive our salvation whenever that is in our lifetime. But then we are being saved. All right. Because salvation is basically, it's, it's progressive. It's progressive. All right, and we don't hear a lot enough uh, enough about that. Uh, it's also part of progressive sanctification, you know. 
So we are being saved by the power of God. So putting your faith in the power of God for your salvation. All right. So let's move on to verse 21. Same chapter. Same chapter. Verse 21. 1 Corinthians 1 21. I'm, I'm mentioning the verses over and over because I have people here showing up. They're coming on board here. So let them know where we're at. Uh, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God and please God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. So remember yesterday we looked up the word um, save. We saw it many times in context with healing and it was always according to their faith, right? Be restored to health according to your faith. So salvation from hell is according to our faith. Everything is based upon our faith. All right? To those who believe. So the word believe is the verb. The word faith is a noun. So let's move on to chapter 3. Same uh, epistle, 3.15. 3.15, right here. This is very, uh, this is not good. <laughs> it is, but it's not. 3.15 should be read in context with 13 and 14. I've done some teachings on this before, so I don't want to get into it too much detail. But it says here, if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So you got to read to understand this, really read the whole chapter, but even 13, go back to 13 and 14, all the way back to even verse 10, 11, regarding the foundation. All right, so let's move on to 9, 1 Corinthians, we're still in 1 Corinthians, Let's go to 9, chapter 9, verse 22, 9.22, 9.22. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, to all. Men is added uh, by the translators, it's italicized, but to all men and women, children, that I might by all means save some. This is one of those verses that is not doable in your own strength. I know a pastor, preacher, whatever, who confesses this, and he says he walks in this overall, but he doesn't. Um, but this takes major transformation because there's only one person who can actually walk in this to become all things to all that some may be saved. It's the Lord Jesus Christ because he knows how to handle people. All right? I only know how to handle certain people, all right? Because that's the lack of transformation. Uh, that's part of my own man still getting in the way. But if there's one person who knows how to become all things to all men, meet people right where they're at, no matter what they are, whether they're rich, they're poor, it uh, doesn't matter. Whether it, No matter what their status is in life, it is the Holy Spirit who knows. And he wants to do that through us, but he needs our transformation. So it's a very powerful verse, very, very powerful verse, greatly needed in the church. Let's move on to Ephesians. Let's move on to the epistle to the Ephesians. We know that one. We're very familiar with Ephesians because we've, we've visited Ephesians many times. And these are very, very familiar verses in Ephesians here. In 2, Ephesians 2, chapter 2. Uh, 5 and 8, basically they say the same thing. So we'll read 5 and then 8. 
Even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. All right, so we already know that we're saved, not by our own works. We're saved by his grace. His grace, when it's talking about salvation here uh, from hell, yes, but salvation from everything else, uh, he's referring back to the cross. Because that's what it says right here. If you go back to um, even verse 7, um, uh, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ um, being raised up, verse 6, raised up, made us sit together. We already looked at all that before. So that's all at the cross, right? Being crucified with him, right? That's the cross. That's where ultimately we were saved. God saved all of mankind at the cross, positionally. Not, I don't teach universalism. No, 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 no. But he saved all of mankind at the cross. It's done. Place called done. So now people need to hear about it, the, the Great Commission, and then they need, to, they need to receive it. And if they don't, then they won't get into heaven once they die. All right? Like I said before, the Bible is full of good news, but the Bible is also full of bad news. But that's our doing. That's not God's doing. All right? Let's move on to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians, that's a couple chapters over. 2 Thessalonians, that's after Colossians. 2 Thessalonians 2.10. 2 Thessalonians 2.10. I'm at 1 Thessalonians. No, no, we got to go to 2 Thessalonians 2.10. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. So that's one of the ways you get saved is by receiving Jesus. Yeah, but 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 receiving the love of the truth. All right? When you have an encounter with Jesus by the Spirit, of course, some people have an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to diminish that. That's true. That was not my experience. My experience was it was the Holy Spirit. I had an encounter with the truth because Jesus is the truth and the Spirit is the Spirit of truth. So when the Holy Spirit convicted me of sin, he also convicted me of truth. The truth that I was a sinner, that I was going to hell, and he didn't want me to go to hell. And uh, so that's one of the ways that God will get your attention, if I can say it that way, regarding truth, the truth, reality. Remember the word truth? Uh, we have the word reality as a main definition, the realities of the new creation, the, the truths of the new creation. We're teaching all this as much as possible. Let's go to 1 Timothy. This is a huge one too. This is one of my favorites. Uh, one of my favorites here. 1 Timothy 2.4. 1 Timothy 2.4. Uh, talking about God who desires all men, men and women and children, anthropos, all men, uh, to be saved, to be saved, but he doesn't stop there. To be saved, but then he says, goes on saying, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And we just looked at that word truth in the last verse in Second Thessalonians. So that's part of discipleship, all right? So once you get born again, that's just the beginning. It's great. It is great. It'll get you into heaven, but there's always a but then he wants you to come to the knowledge 
to the knowledge, to the come to the full knowledge, actually, Amplified really has it really good, to the full knowledge of the truth. All right? So he, walk, he wants us to walk in the truth. All right? And there's a lot of lack. There's, a, there's lacking truth in the church today like crazy. I cannot believe how much error we have in the church today. Yet we've been given the word of truth. We've been given the spirit of truth. Jesus is the truth. Yet the church is full of error. It really is. All right? And that's why uh, God has raised me up to bring reformation. All right? I'm a reformer. So a lot of the way, the, the way I teach things many times, it's coming from a reformer perspective and it's coming from the perspective of a, a defender of the faith or a defender of the truth. All right? So let's move on to Titus. Titus, so we just skipped 2 Timothy. Let's move on to Titus. Titus 3.5 is a huge, huge, huge. We looked at it the other day. 3.5. Uh, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. And of course, the Bible says in Isaiah that all our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. And we know what that means, filthy rags. All right. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So there we have a specific reference to the Holy Spirit, who's the one who's the active presence or empowerment of God on the earth. He's the one who brings salvation. He's the one, the conviction of sin. He's the one who actually saves people. I mean, it brings the salvation uh, to people who, who receive it. And the Holy Spirit is the one who recreates our human spirit. All these different things like that. So he, like I said, he's the empowerment, God's empowering presence or God's active presence upon the earth. All right. So Titus 3, 5, let's go to James. James is another one of my favorites. It's a huge one. And uh, I've heard, I've hardly heard any good teaching on James 1, 21. I've done quite a bit of teaching on this in the past. And um, when the Lord got me into this James 1, 21, um, was right around the time. Well, anyhow, Hagen's really, he's got a whole chapter on this, uh, on this whole section, this whole area of the soul needing to get saved. And, uh, it's, and I think it's, um, uh, the, the triumphant church. I think it's in the book. It's a big book. I'll be doing book reviews, uh, later on, but let's read here. James 1 21. Therefore lay aside all filthiness. He's talking to believers here. <laughs> He's not talking about to the unbelievers. He's talking to believers. A lot of believers still have filthiness working in their lives. All filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Yeah, I know a lot of Christians, they've got wickedness and filthiness working in their soul. All right? And receive the meekness, with meekness, the implanted word, the sown word. I talk a lot about sowing the word, right? Which is able to save, sozo, or deliver, transform your soul because we're spirit, soul, and body. All right? So it's the implanted word. That's why I teach a lot on the parables of the sower. That's why I teach a lot about confession, meditation, assimilating the word. All right? So that you can transform your soul into his image. Because his word is the carrier of his image. Because every seed, God gave us his word as a seed, every seed has an image. All right? 
So the more you sow the word, rightly divided, the more you're going to start building the imagery of that word inside of your soul. All right? And that, there, that's power. There's power in that. All right? All right. Two more. Two more references. I kind of went through this pretty quick. And, but that's what happens when you do live streams. I'll be doing a lot of videos off of this stuff. Lots of teachings. Oh, my, oh, my. I will become the eternal sermon. First uh, Peter. First Peter 4.18. 4.18 says here, Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wow. You know, I tell you, most Christians are not familiar, are not, don't realize how much they were lost. All right? Or they really don't. And then once we get saved, I heard this, I think it was Jimmy Swagger who said, and once you get saved, most, well, most sinners don't realize how lost they are. They just don't know. They have no idea. All right? And even believers, once you become a believer, most Christians don't realize how saved they are. All right, or how much they need to, be, to depend on the Lord for their salvation, because you know, I've I've done what it takes over the years. I've been saved for I don't know twenty eight years, something like that, nineteen ninety four, anyhow. Yeah, twenty eight years, uh, eight and four, and um, anyhow. So I've I've done what it takes to keep my salvation, if I can say it fresh. Keep it fresh. Keep it real on the inside of me. Yeah. A lot of Christians don't do that. They don't protect that. I have in many ways, and that's something I could touch on another time, how to protect that that first, that moment where you got born again. Yeah. You can protect that and you need to build upon it, but you got to protect that moment. I still got it in my mind the moment I got born again. I remember I didn't know I got born again, but I knew something happened to me. Well, I knew something happened to me drastically, you know, but I found out later on, not too long after, that I actually got born again, all right? And uh, and I've been protecting that ever since, all right? Because I, I, I value that. I value that. Hebrews talks about this, all right? So let's move on here. First Peter, uh, let's go to Jude. Let's go to Jude. Where is Jude? I think it's uh, right after... Jude. It's after 1 John, right? There it is. It's a lot. It's right before Revelation. Sorry about that. Jude. Let's go to Jude 23. Jude 23. It says here, uh, but others save with fear, with fear, pulling them out of the fire, having even the garment defiled by the flesh. So there is a place you know, we hear, you know, we, we, it's true we don't hear a whole lot about hell, you know, these days. Not as much as the early Awakeners and the guys like George Whitfield and Jonathan Edwards. They made a lot about hell. And there is a place for that. There is. But it's got to be done in the spirit, you know. And like they, like, and this is true too, you know, the, the, the good news really don't make sense until you hear the bad news. All right, it really does, and that's what the Lord did with me. I'll tell you, man. He showed me. I'll tell you, He showed me that I was not going to heaven. He made that very clear to me on that day, in that moment, and I knew, 
I knew that I knew that I knew that I was not going to go to heaven and there's only another place that I was going to go when I die and that was hell. He made that very, very clear to me. So there's a place for this quote-unquote fear, all right? And uh, But it's got to be done by the Spirit. It's got to be done by the Spirit. Everything's got to be done by the Spirit. I don't do everything by the Spirit, but I'm working at it. Well, you can work at this. You can. You really can. All right? By giving yourself over to mortific what I call mortification transformation, putting off the old man, putting on the new man. These are things that I need to teach on later on. So really, that's, that's about it. And uh, I don't know exactly what I'll be teaching on Monday. Uh, if I'm doing a teaching, I should be doing a teaching on Monday. Uh, we're working on some videos. And uh, so I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to spend more time in the Word. I'm on my fast. What's today? Today's the ninth. I'm on my ninth day. I still got 31 days to go. Uh, so I'm trying to spend more time in prayer, different things like that. So um, anyhow, we're going to keep doing live streams. We just may not make as many at this time, anyhow, until I have um, more. I've added more uh, to my team. Because these are a lot of work, the notes and all that. It's very time consuming. I love doing it. It's part of my calling. It's preparing me for television. It's preparing me for a lot of things. It's preparing me for traveling again. It's, it's, it's helping me with my delivery, developing my delivery, how to deliver the word, uh, different things like that. It's helping me with my notes, my books, all these different things like that. So anyhow, as I, uh, and my teachings, I really encourage each and one of you, um, if these teachings don't encourage you, uh, there's something wrong with me. But I believe they encourage you. Um, so I always, always, always encourage also to learn, keep learning on what it takes to walk in this grace. This grace, what the Word says about grace. That's what the Lord did with me in 2006. Uh, to learn what it takes to walk in this grace the fullness of his grace, also in the fullness of his faith. Uh, and that's what he began to teach me in 2007. Grace in 2006, faith in 2007, because it's faith that gives access to the grace of God. Okay, so thank you so much for watching and sharing these things with others. I know uh, David uh, from uh, Uganda, Apostle David, he, he, puts these, he, um, he, he puts them on his timeline. He shares them on his timeline, and I appreciate that. Um, and, uh, some of you should do that, but it's up to you. It don't matter to me. Uh, I'm going forward, whether people want me to go forward or not. Uh, I'm going forward because it's my faith in what God has promised me and my faithfulness to what he's called me to do at this time. All right. Being faithful. All right. To what he's called me to do now and what he's called me to do before. A lot of things. It's part of my testimony. So got to go. And like I finished, I'll also finish. Shalom and Amen.